Welcome to the Park Magic Podcast, your place for insider tips for your next Disneyland adventure. Whether you're a first-timer or first-time-in-a-while visitor, we're here to unwrap the secrets to creating and simplifying your dream Disneyland vacation. I hope you're feeling a little bit like Winnie the Pooh because today we're going to be talking about snacks. I am so excited because I have Caleb from Caleb G Travels. He's on YouTube. That's the same handle that he has for all the socials. And he has been going to Disneyland for a really long time. I love your videos. There are a couple of them where I was like, I laughed at one of them so loud my husband came into the other room. And I was like, <laughs> don't mind me. I'm, I'm I'm working. I'm not on Instagram. What are you talking about? Oh, thank you. So I'm a Southern California kid too. I grew up in SoCal, but you've been going like since you were a kid as well, right? So no, I'm actually not from Southern California. Oh, you lived in Southern California. Yeah. So I live in LA now, but I grew up in Texas and kind of like I lived in Texas growing up in college, then lived on the East coast in DC for a while, then back to Texas briefly before LA. So actually my Disney experiences growing up as a kid was exclusively Disney world. And like even into some of my like young adult years, Let's go ahead and let's start talking about snacks because for me, sometimes I will like skip a meal or two altogether and just like snack throughout the day because there are so many delicious snacks that are available at Disneyland. Totally. I am the same way. This is like also one of the things that, I mean, I love Disney World, but I think our like snack situation is superior at Disneyland because they certainly have some great stuff over there on the East Coast. But we have just so many things that pop up seasonally, not just for festivals, but just every now and again. Obviously, we have stuff now for the 100th anniversary also. Once you spend enough time at Disneyland and you go somewhat regularly or even just a few times, you start to really realize just how much of a treat it is to like enjoy Disney snacks at the parks. People just think about the sweet ones. They're sweet, they're savory. What is your favorite Disneyland and then your favorite California adventure snack? My favorite Disneyland by far are the Mickey beignets that are usually at Mint Julep. That combo is like my favorite. Like I just love beignets in general, but also getting them in the shape of a Mickey. That is just like peak Disney snack for me. That's one thing that I never had because I didn't know about them till after I was gluten free. And I've thought about like, maybe I can just take a bite and spit it out. But because <laughs> <laughs> people just rave about them. Yes. What about California Adventure? What's your favorite snack over there? My favorite snack at California Adventure. Oh my gosh, I had this like down earlier. Let me think about this. Okay, I know. My favorite snack now at California Adventure is actually a new one, and I hope it sticks around for a while. And it's the Baymax Macaron at Lucky Fortune. I really love macarons. And sometimes, honestly, I think Disney's macarons are a little hit or miss, depending on how well the macaron is made. But I really love this one. It's like a chocolate and hazelnut mix. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Yes, it is so tasty. It's not super heavy. It's pretty light. I also love Big Hero 6, so I'm a fan of anything Big Hero 6 themed. So this is a new one. I love it. And I've already gotten it a couple of times. I think that sometimes people are like, you need to calm down. Like, why do I need a Dole Whip t-shirt? But like, I know a lot of people that are like really passionate about specific snacks. And I have like memories of eating my frozen banana, like sitting on the edge of Main Street, waiting for the parade to come by, 
they're like all of our memories and like these really great moments that we've had with our families or, you know, even just with friends are kind of tied in with the smells and the tastes of these snacks. Absolutely. And I think it like speaks to what makes Disney so special, like historically and why like the magic of it is so lasting in ways that really no other sort of theme park can compare to because the like classic Disney snacks are, you know, not like the one I just mentioned, not tied to a movie that did really well, like one of their like recent IPs. It's like things that are just so like unique and thoughtful and they've just caught on and they become like symbols and icons of the park. I mean, if you talk about a Dole Whip, most people who just have barely any knowledge about Disney know exactly what you are talking about. It is part and parcel of Disney. It is like an iconic thing. And like you said, like it just, it creates memories. Like people take fun pictures with Dole Whips or, you know, a Mickey shaped ice cream bar or a Mickey beignet, or Disney churros. They have found a way to make these like snacks just just like some attractions or shows or buildings, things that people want to come back to the parks for. Yeah, and sometimes it's hard to explain like why you love something so much. I mean, my son loves the Mickey ice cream bars. My daughter loves the Mickey Oreo ice cream sandwich. Those are like some of their favorites. And I know it's just way overpriced for what it is, but I love the roasted corn. I can't even tell you why. And they have it with butter, and then they have it with chili seasoning as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, like things at Disney are going to be a little overpriced, but there's just like some sort of lasting, I don't know, magic and nostalgia. Even though like a Mickey ice cream bar doesn't really taste like that much different than, you know, a normal ice cream bar. There's just like something about enjoying that in the park that is really unmatched. It really is. So the one of the things about snacking at Disney is candy stores and stuff are open pretty early in the day, but a lot of the carts aren't open until a little bit closer to lunchtime. Right. Yeah. It's useful, especially if you're like looking for specific things to get an idea of when things open, because I don't know how many times I'm just like not thinking and like strolling, fully expecting to get what I want immediately only to find that it's not open yet. And that's always like a bummer. So there are like a lot of different pieces to think about if you know something specific you want. But on the flip side, after nine o'clock, a lot of the restaurants close. So if you are a late night diner, make sure you have a plan because a lot of the restaurants close and then the mobile order for the ones that stay open can get really backed up. So sometimes I'm like, okay, well, it looks like we're doing turkey legs and corn tonight or it looks like churro for dinner kind of night. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely have to take advantage of the fact that there's so much useful information in the app or, you know, what other like tools are out there for you to use because things will close earlier than you expect, maybe. And like you mentioned, the quick service order windows will get pushed far out. For instance, like Disneyland. If you know you want something from Jolly Holiday, you should plan ahead, order it like when you get to the park, because that place order window can sometimes be pushed two or three hours out, especially if there's like an event or like it's a special season or something. So you definitely want to plan ahead for something like that. The mobile order is great, but you can't rely on it. Like sometimes you might look at nine, you're like, oh, it won't be a problem. But by the time it gets close to lunch or dinner, it's so far out and then you have to replan. And if you're already stressed or tired, it can be just something that pushes you over the limit. So I'm kind of with you. I say like, get into the park, book your first lightning lane if you're gonna be Genie Plus. As you're waiting in line in the first attraction, mobile order for lunch and just have it ready. You can always move that time later. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Take advantage of the fact, like you said, you can modify it and push it later or you can even cancel it. If you, yeah. As long as you don't hit the I'm here, prepare my order button, you can cancel it. It won't actually charge you. But like if you are there and you have like a set time limit, especially if you're there for like, you know, a vacation, you only have a certain amount of time. It's more work on the front end, but it will pay off so much if you know your meals and snacks, if you have an idea to just plan ahead. One of the things that we built in Park Magic is you can like filter for where do they serve the turkey legs and you can look at all of the different snacks and then you can save them and then add them to your trip. But I think that there are some snacks that we just need to give them their own minute. We've talked about the Dole Whip because the Dole Whip is so iconic and it's available in two locations. It's available mobile order only now in front of the Tiki Room and then at Tropical Hideaway. If you love Tiki Room and you've always wondering whatever happened to Rosita, Rosita is now available at the Tropical Hideaway. So make sure you stop by and take a picture. I got way too excited about that. <laughs> and if I remember right, the one that's at the Tiki Room, you may only be able to get the traditional yes. like, pineapple soft serve, which the hideaway, you can get like multiple options, which it's always like so frustrating because like I want a mobile order so badly. And that line at the, the hideaway is often very long. So it's always a tough one. And it's so long because they have the Dole Whip in different flavors. They usually have like strawberry and watermelon, but then they also have these bao buns and the lumpia, yeah. which are really popular. And my husband had both of them and he was like, you know, when something's really good, he's like, they're not good. He like gave me that like, man, if you knew how delicious this was, you'd be upset. You can't have Mm. it. So he really liked them. But I actually don't like Dole Whips that much. Oh, no. Is it like a pineapple thing or is it like the soft serve? Yeah, it's just like too much pineapple. I love three bites. But then after three bites, I'm like, this is just too much for me. So I often go the hideaway route because I like to get more than one flavor because honestly, I was not a huge pineapple flavor person until I got into Dole Whips. I think (laughs) it like kind of converted me, but I almost always get it like a swirl, usually pineapple and mango so that I'm getting like another flavor, not just pineapple because it can be a lot. It can be. And now you can get Dole Whips some places outside of the park. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. I think one of the other really iconic ones is the churro. Mm -hmm. I haven't had like a Disneyland churro because I've been gluten free for like 14 years. But I can still remember the way that it tasted and the way that it felt like when you got a hot one. And the key is you do want to try to make sure you can try to get a hot one because they taste very different cold. But now they have a lot of these specialty churros. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I love Disneyland churros. And from everything I hear... Now I feel like people are going to come out because they're like, I'm hating on Disney World, but I really do love Disney World. I'll be there in a couple of weeks. But everyone I've heard says the Disneyland churros are far superior. I've never had a churro at Disney World, so I can't attest to it. But yeah, often we have really cool and fun seasonal or special flavored churros. A couple of my favorites, I really love when they do the lemon one. It's usually one of the carts in DCA when they do it. I just generally love lemon-flavored things, so that's always nice. And when they do the fluffernutter one, which has, like, a lot of peanut butter on it, I'm a big fan of that one, too. I know a lot of people were flipping out over the Haunted Mansion one that was recently coming out. Yeah, I didn't try that one because if I remember right, I saw someone try it and it was just like overly sweet or something like that. And I'll admit, as much as I love pastries and snacks, if it's like too sugary sweet, then I don't always love it. So So somebody's looking for a little bit more savory. I really like the classic popcorn bucket. I don't know why it tastes so different. The popcorn and the ice cream just taste different to me at Disneyland. Totally. 
And they do something with the popcorn smell just when you're walking into the park, walking down Bay Street, it's like the air is pumped with popcorn butter. So you're just like, both are like so happy, but also want popcorn. I think popcorn is great for in the park, but if you want something on the go as you're leaving the park to like for the drive home, I think it's also a really good option, but definitely love the popcorn. If like I really like need a savory snack, something else that is Mickey shaped, I think I'm just like a sucker for Mickey shaped things, but I love like a typical just plain Mickey salted pretzel. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk about like, is the pretzel good? Is the pretzel not good? But there are a lot of people that really love that pretzel. Are you pro cheese? Or are you no cheese? I can eat cheese and I can enjoy it, but generally I like it just the pretzel with some salt on it. They look delicious. Yeah. Those are one of the other things that I'm like, one day maybe. (laughs) I love like smoked and barbecued food, certainly coming from Texas, but a turkey leg, I admit, is one thing I have never tried at Disney. (laughs) Just because of the logistics of it, right? Like they are huge and they are so messy looking. And I guess like a turkey leg inherently is like meant to be walked around with. I'm like one too clumsy of a person, but like would get it on something and just like look not cute eating a turkey leg walking through the park. So I ordered one and I was walking with my husband and I like jammed my face and it took a bite and I was like, I'm so sexy, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If you're eating it on the go, there is really no other option than like literally just jamming your face into it. But sometimes if I'm sharing it with kids, we'll go over to Rancho del Zocalo and get some forks and knives and like cut it up. There you go. I feel like it's a different experience for sure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Props to people who can pull it off, but I just like I haven't I haven't been brave enough yet it's definitely not a first date food so if somebody's taking you to a <laughs> no. date to Disneyland don't go for the turkey leg <laughs> no kidding definitely not <laughs> have you had the chimichangas are they good I have and it's so funny you bring that up well so I've only had the breakfast one and so we're talking about the cart that is in Frontierland right that's close to the Mark Twain boarding area and the Mark Twain is like a big white steam boat. If you don't know what the Mark Twain is, it's it's on the rivers of America. It's it's awesome. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so funny you bring this up. I've never had the lunch one, but I've had the breakfast one. But for some reason, the chimichanga, as far as I know, has been around for a while, at least a couple of years, if not longer. I had it years ago. But for some reason, in the past like one to two months, there's been so much on social media of people trying it, trying to get to it, because it does kind of sell out sometimes fast in the mornings. But there's just been this renewed eagerness to get this and try it, which I think is just so funny when things like that happen at Disney, where it's like not actually a new (laughs) thing, but it just like, for some reason, hits a trend. But yeah, I actually really enjoy the breakfast chimichanga. If you get it with the salsa, then yeah, I'm a big fan. Well, and that one's a good one too, because there's not a lot of breakfast, like to go breakfast in the park. Definitely. Um, So, you know, that's one thing that you could grab and eat in line. And I always like to remind people, like, you can eat and drink in line, but as soon as you get close to boarding, they're going to make you throw it away. So if you're somebody that will break your heart to throw away a $13 turkey leg half eaten, bring you some (laughs) Ziploc bags and uh, you can put it in and and bring it back out because some of them are a snack and a half. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Plan ahead if you want to save it. Now, there's ones in California Adventure, the whole cozy cone, you know, I haven't really been able to do much of those. It's just like Gluten City over there. But do you have any favorites over in that area? Yeah, I love Cars Land. I think it's one of the best designed areas Disney's ever done. The cones, I'm a frequent visitor there. One, it has like a very just plain 
vanilla soft serve at one of the cones that is like really nice on a hot day. One is popcorn focused. So you can get like, you know, flavored popcorns and maybe some people would call this a meal, but I think it's a snack, but like getting the chili cone queso and the, the cone is really good too. They also like, you know, have drinks and stuff there too. So like, it's very cool because each cone is themed to a specific like type of food and they have seasonal stuff. They're all in cones. And so there's a lot of options there. I'm a big fan. Yeah, they look really fun. Like, isn't there like a mac and cheese in the cone too? Yeah, there's a mac and cheese one that I've had a couple times. Yeah, that's a good option too. And one thing that's different on that side of the park is they have the sriracha turkey leg that's over by Golden Vinery, which is kind of like as you're walking past the park, past the big waterfall. Mm-hmm. Yep. Haven't had that because of the turkey leg, but <laughs> yeah, I do love sriracha. So maybe one day I need to try that. Have you done the poultry palace? I haven't. Someone not too long ago, like made a comment on one of my TikToks. I was like trying to like find unfrequented areas in the parks. And someone mentioned how right behind Poultry Palace is like a really great, quiet, but small viewing area and shaded area. You can watch Incredicoaster launch. I've never eaten there either, but a lot of people in the comments were like, it was like very mixed reviews, so I haven't eaten there yet. So have you tried the food there? Yeah, so they have corn, turkey legs, which I know you haven't done the turkey legs, but then they also have like a three chicken leg. It looks like a Happy Meal, and it's just got three chicken legs. They're gluten-free, but they are pretty heavily seasoned and not just like with salt and pepper. Like they've got like a little bit of, I don't know, I'm not good at identifying spices like paprika or cumin or something like that. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, they are pretty tasty. My really picky kid was like, no, I want a taco. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But my son really, really liked them. Well, that's good that they had that as a gluten-free option then. Yeah. And then the corn dog is always, I feel like, people want to talk about the corn dogs too. Oh, my God. Yes, I love the corn dogs. They're, like, definitely, you know, a heftier snack, I guess, but... The state fair in Texas is like something I grew up going to and still go back to. And like state fairs, corn dogs are a big deal. And there are amazing corn dogs at the Texas state fair. But I think the Disneyland one, it rivals it. It is so, so good. And you have an option in both DCA and in Disneyland and you can mobile order both. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of the corn dog there. And I think that it's important to mention that the corn dog that everybody freaks out about, there's a little red wagon over at the end of Main Street that you can mobile order from. And so if you're looking for corn dog, I know it doesn't make sense that the corn dog is called Little Red Wagon, <laughs> but it's over like between Plaza Inn and the first aid station. And I feel like those are the iconic Disneyland corn dogs. Yeah, definitely. They have a corn dog castle over at California Adventure, but I hear it's not quite as good. Yeah, the Corndog Castle. I know they had the hot link or the spicy version at Corndog Castle, but I can't remember if there is the that one at the wagon too. So maybe there's just more options at the Corndog Castle. And like those snacks, you can kind of eat those throughout the day. Do you ever do like the fruit carts? They have a couple marketplaces around both parks where they have big things of ice and they have like different kinds of fruit and things along those lines. I haven't ever bought the fruit at the stands, but I'm trying to remember there's... It's like a frozen apple juice. Oh, it's at Maurice's. That's right. Which is right over by the castle, kind of over where the Royal Princess Hall is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of the frozen apple juice because it's refreshing. My daughter really liked that. Are there any other like big can't miss snacks that you have? 
Hmm. I think one of the like iconic Disneyland ones also at Jolly Holiday is the Matterhorn Macaroon. When I started going to Disneyland and I was like looking up what things do I need to try to eat? That was one of the things that came up and I got that the first time I ever went and it's like one of my favorite things still. So I think that's a big go-to one. But other than the beignet, my like favorite overall and it's like totally different. It's also sweet. I guess like I lean more to sweet snacks. There's a peanut butter and chocolate sandwich that they have in some of the sweet shops. It's like at the Candy Palace up at the front and it's at Pooh's Corner in Critter Country. I'm a big fan of peanut butter. So it's just like a chocolate and peanut butter, not cold. It's like room temperature sandwich that I really like. That sounds really good. Yeah. So they have this thing called churro toffee, which is toffee with like that cinnamon sugar from the churro. And everybody, I feel like every three posts on Instagram right now is churro toffee. Yeah, it's like another one of those things where it's like been (laughs) around for a little bit. And for some reason right now, it's like going crazy. But yeah, I love churro toffee also. I like get it more selectively because I just know how much sugar I'm taking in every time I get one. (laughs) But it's it is really, really good. I'm going next week and that's one of the things that I'm like, I'm going to get this one because I've seen it posted so many times, but it's like $7 or something for a little square. So last time I looked at it, I was like, I just can't stomach that right now. Yeah, it's it's definitely on the pricier side. If you have Magic Key, it helps to use your discount. But yeah, it's it's not a cheaper one. Let's go ahead and let's do our lightning questions because I think it's kind of fun to like talk to different people and find out like what are their biggest things. So what is your favorite attraction at Disneyland or California Adventure? Haunted Mansion, my all-time favorite Disney attraction. I love Haunted Mansion. We do Haunted Mansion for our Halloween decorations Mm -hmm. and we have like 300 trick-or-treaters come by. Oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah, so we've developed a whole bunch of stuff. Here's the thing about Haunted Mansion. Are you pro holiday overlay when they do the Nightmare Before Christmas? Do you like it better like that? Or do you like, you like the OG, right? I like the OG better. I love both. And I've gotten to do, last year I actually got to do this really cool walkthrough while they're turning it over for holiday. And so this time last year I got to do a walkthrough while they were finishing it up, which was just like the most amazing experience ever. I think it's like the coolest. I think like of all the things I've gotten to do at Disney, that is the coolest for me because I just like love Haunted Mansion so much. But yeah, I love the holiday version and I really enjoy it. I do think it kind of goes a little long during the year. I get why it's there the whole house. Halloween season and the whole Christmas season but maybe if it like started in October and then ran to like the end of December but I I really do enjoy it but for me it's like the original is still the best I always have scarcity when it changes like when it's gonna change over to Nightmare Before Christmas then I'm always like you know I I gotta write it a whole bunch of times because I'm not gonna get to experience this because now it's like October November December January halfway into January really and then when they switch it back I'm like oh I won't get to do the Christmas one for a while (laughs) yeah yeah exactly what is your favorite table service restaurant or menu item favorite table service overall is probably storytellers well this is technically not in the park is that okay yeah no that's okay yeah Overall, it's Storytellers Breakfast slash Brunch, which is in the Grand Californian Hotel, and it's a character breakfast. And that's the one where you're guaranteed to see Mickey. Yes. Usually, you know, you see a, like Mickey, Minnie, Chip and Dale, or sometimes maybe Donald and Daisy come out some, and sometimes Goofy. But yeah, Mickey and Minnie are always there, for sure. Normally, buffets aren't really safe for allergy families. If you let them know ahead of time and you talk to the chef, they'll make you things that are free from cross-contamination. So don't feel like that's off the table for you. 
Yeah, I don't even have like allergy restrictions, but one time I was there and I was doing like a month of no processed sugar and they brought me sugar-free syrup, which I was just like, didn't even expect them to have. So they were like definitely very ready to help out with whatever, you know, food restrictions you have. What is your favorite show or meet and greet? Overall favorite show is Fantasmic, which is why I'm super sad right now because we don't have Fantasmic after the fire. And Murph isn't coming back. At least not for a while, yeah. I like still have hope that they will give us a new dragon, whatever that one may be named informally. But yeah, we don't have Fantasmic. It's crazy until sometime next year. For me, like I love fireworks, like I love things like that, but Watching Fantasmic on the river, just standing casually by the river, watching it all happen is just like one of my favorite like Disney moments ever. Yeah, you know, seeing all the characters come by on the boats, it's so much fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm eagerly waiting for that to come back. Bigger and better, hopefully. Hopefully so. So, you know, I'm a backpack person. George, our co-founder, is like he goes in with just his wallet and his phone. What do you bring into the parks when like what's in your bag or pockets when you head in? It kind of depends. If I'm there for like a longer time, then I take like a backpack because like I'll have things in there, a water bottle, like a refillable water bottle, phone charger, just in case. If I'm there for a long day, almost inevitably I'm going home with something that I buy. So it's like (laughs) good to have that to carry around. But if I go for like a shorter trip, then I wear just like a crossbody, a little bit smaller and easier to carry around. But I always have like my phone, like chapstick and hand sanitizer. So those are like my basics. The annoying thing with the crossbody is like, I'm just like an avid water drinker, especially like right now in the summer. So I have to like stop at quick services along the way and just like get the free water because I'm not carrying one around. I have to drink a lot of water and I found this water bottle that collapses. So when it's empty, it's like really flat and I really like it. But then when, as you fill it up, you have to make sure you don't squirt yourself in the face because (laughs) right, (laughs) definitely look like I had gotten off a water ride. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been really, really fun talking to you. You want to go ahead and follow Caleb on Caleb G Travels. That's on YouTube. And then you're on Instagram and TikTok as well, right? Yeah, it is. That's right. And thanks so much. This has been really fun. I'm always very excited to talk about food, especially when it comes to Disney food. Disney food is the best. Truly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of the Park Magic Podcast. For more tips and planning tools designed to help simplify your Disneyland adventure, visit parkmagic.com. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more tips, be sure to subscribe to the Park Magic Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a review. Your feedback helps us spread the magic even further. Leaving a review could also help you. Each month, we will be selecting one reviewer to win a one-hour planning session with Robin. Winners will be announced at the end of the first episode of every month. Thanks for tuning in, and remember that we are here to help you have a less stressful and more magical trip to Disneyland.